Hello and welcome back to the Journeys to Wellness podcast for 2021. It's been a bit of a break. I've been super busy this year. I am studying nutrition, so learning heaps about health and wellness as it relates to nutrition in the body and then also more around the lifestyle of things that we can do to support our health. So that obviously includes things like psychology, exercise, all of these things, and sleep. And sleep is something that is incredibly important. I think most of us know that it's incredibly important. So we wanted to record this episode today to talk about some important strategies or some helpful strategies that we can incorporate into our lives in an easy way to help us to get a more deep and restful sleep and experience all of those powerful benefits that come from getting into those deep states of sleep that allows our body to clean out all of the junk from the day in our brains and our bodies and restore everything so we can wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the next day rather than waking up feeling groggy or hungover or feeling not well it's really important so in this episode we go over some of the things that can stop us or like negatively impact our sleep or our circadian rhythm and we talk about some strategies for creating healthy sleep habits so i really hope you enjoy this episode gonna keep them coming i hope you enjoy and take a few things away from this we really want to provide these podcasts as a way to support you in your life as jane as a psychologist is super busy with clients just as a way to be able to get this information out to reach more people and so if you do find this podcast helpful sharing it with a friend or a family member or someone that you know that you think it might help would be super amazing for us as well to be able to get that message and that support out there into the world so i really hope you enjoy this episode of the journeys to wellness podcast on sleep so today we're going to talk a little bit about sleep and many of you probably know about the benefits of sleep or know about the negative effects of not getting enough sleep and I feel like I mean if you're interested in that we can totally do a podcast about that as well but we wanted to focus on today more of the things so it's like we know sleep is really good for us and if you don't know that now you do sleep is really good for us so what are some of the things that we can do to help us get enough sleep and I know So many of my friends, people that I know, people that I hear about, even myself sometimes find it hard to get a good sleep. And I know in my own life, sometimes you have those nights where you sleep so well and you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, like that was a good sleep. I feel so good. And then other nights you just wake up and you're like, oh, and maybe you even slept a long time or maybe you didn't, (laughs) but so even yeah like waking up I'm like oh yeah that did not feel good and it's I find it's really helpful and we'll talk a bit more about this and Jane has some great things to share about this but some of the things that we can actually do to help us shift that scale towards more of those nights of waking up and feeling oh yeah that was a good sleep rather than shifting it away from waking up every day oh did not sleep well I need to have my coffee or I need to 
whatever whatever you do do or you just feel tired and you don't perform as well or whatever it is and so yeah Jane do you want to talk a little bit about that like some of the things that we can do to help us get a good sleep I would love to because it is such an important thing and like you say so many people they might have a good night they might have a run of good nights and then something happens and their sleep gets knocked around and so it's really important to know I think one of the first things is being a curious scientist about ourselves and understanding ourselves and what we personally need because one size does not fit all so what works for one person might not work for another person so really, really knowing what's good for us is really important. Yeah. And then it keeps us honest with ourselves. If we're thinking, you know, if we're maybe out with friends for dinner and we maybe think, okay, I was hoping I'd have dinner at about six, but it's now eight o'clock and we still haven't ordered and I know probably I'm going to have a bad night's sleep because I'm going to be digesting this meal and thinking, okay, so should I have the lamb shanks cooked in rich cream and creamy potatoes, etc., etc., at that time of night? Or should I have the light salad that is easily digestible and just have some fizzy water and don't have any alcohol. Chances are, if you do that, you might sleep better. So thinking about, it's so important to uh, eat, know what your digestive cycle is and also know the general principle that we can't have heavy, rich, if we're going to have heavy, rich food, then where chances are we're not going to sleep well. And if you add on top of that, a whole lot of alcohol then it's it's not going to look good for your sleep patterns yeah <clears throat> so that's kind of like our first point is like the importance of what we eat and also when we eat and that's really tied into our body's circadian rhythm which is like our natural biological clocks and there are two things that really affect that and we'll get into another one of those later which is light but also when we eat is really important and like I'm studying nutrition this year, so I'll talk a bit more about that as well. Like when we're digesting food <clears throat> and especially at night, our body has heaps of different things that it does at night while we're sleeping from like brain repair and kind of detoxification, clearing out cell metabolites and all of these things from our body. And we know digestion takes a lot of energy. And so when we're using all of this energy to digest at night, we have less energy to go towards these other really important functions that our body does at night. And so like you say, if you do need to eat, ideally you'd not eat like an hour or even two hours before bed, but we all have those nights where you're out with friends or you're, you get home late and it's like, well, I'm really hungry, so I want to eat. I don't want to go to bed really hungry. So what, how can I eat in a way that's going to support my sleep? And like you say, that is essentially like focusing more on like 
plant foods that are easier to digest rather than like heavy sort of really creamy especially meat meat takes quite a long time to digest in our digestive system so that can go for a lot of the night and so yeah giving yourself something that's easier to digest can be really helpful absolutely and i i also before you talk more about your circadian rhythm or the lightness of the room or darkness of the room i just thought um, it could be useful to talk about some of the basic principles of sleep hygiene is what we call it in the uh, psychologists or sleep specialists meaning what have we got around getting ourselves to bed that is going to help us and not hinder us and there are some really basic principles and again I like the concept of the curious scientist being our own scientist and thinking okay so I watched that scary movie last night and I slept like crap and or I was on my phone till 11 o'clock looking at YouTube and then Instagram, Facebook and then I couldn't sleep and then I, I felt really anxious and one of the key sleep hygiene principles is staying off any form of technology about an hour before you are thinking of laying your head on the pillow and it's so it, it's so important because those sorts of things watching a really intense movie or scrolling through Instagram raises our can often raise our anxiety levels and then we're our bodies bathed in stress hormones and it's not bathed in lovely calming calming hormones that we want to have before we go to sleep so staying off technology is such an important one I think and another one is having having a bedtime that is a realistic bedtime not a super super late one having regular bedtime routines so that your body because our bodies are creatures of habit we really really need to have a regular sleepy time routine and so if if it if it works for you 10 p.m or 10 30 p.m or whatever it is for you it's good to stick to that and think (coughs) and then work back and have that hour before that off technology yeah and also with that I think of people who maybe even could work shift work or those sorts of things and like obviously we're talking about an ideal here and essentially it's just doing your best with that and like if some days you work a night shift or you stay late or you get up really early it's that can be part of the routine as well like building that into the routine absolutely and and just (coughs) noticing what works for you and what doesn't work for you and if shift work (coughs) pardon me is causing mayhem with your sleep then and it's really affecting your life and your functioning then really looking at is this working for me is this the best thing for my circadian rhythm to be doing this and that just really thinking about what what works for me and yeah uh, other things around 
bedroom hygiene, uh, having a clean and tidy bed. So having your bed all ready and made and having the room at a really good optimal temperature. So if it's a hot night, having a window open, if it's safe. I mean, some people it's not safe for them to have a window open. It, it Someone could, an intruder could come in, let's say. Yeah. But having air conditioning on or a fan on or something that's going to cool them down so that they don't overheat. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important point as well because I like our bodies prefer slightly cooler as we're sleeping. So if you're too hot, that can also be detrimental to your sleep. But to also bring it back to your point before as well about like going on technology and that link to stress. I think that's another really important point to like go over and mention again, like when we're stressed and I think we've probably all been there in our life. You are, when you have, I remember when I was at school and you have like an exam the next day or also when you're, when I was a kid and it's Christmas the next day, you're super excited or super anxious and it's so hard. It's just like, oh, I haven't been lying here for hours and I just can't fall asleep. And <clears throat> to mention about some tools mm. for helping to relax at bedtime, because this is something that I use every day. And I find that helps me so much helping to slow down and relax before bed. And yeah, would you like to talk about some things to help relax? Absolutely. And then you can say some of the things that yeah. you do. Dampening down the stress hormones is so important and we can do that. We can switch off the fight-flight mode and go into the rest and relax mode. One way that some of my friends do is making themselves a nice cup of chamomile tea or sleepy time tea, something like that, that they, that's their little nighttime ritual. And they sip it slowly and mindfully, just noticing the taste and flavor, and they breathe in calmly as they drink it. Can can help some people. Others, I have clients that say, oh, I, I wouldn't do that because then I have to get up and pee, and I don't, that will just wake me up. So another lovely thing that I find really helps me is doing some really nice sleepy time yoga or restorative yoga postures. Yeah. Forward bends, bending my knees, lying on my back, bending my knees up to my tummy. Just doing some really nice, soft, restorative sleepy time yoga practices can be really good. And there's some great ones on YouTube, yeah. particularly Yoga with Adrienne. She does some really nice sleep routines. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and so that's so powerful, like those practices, even if it's slowing down and doing some deep breathing or doing some yoga, like that's what I often do, just some like stretches and deep breathing or a short meditation. And if people are interested in trying like a meditation, um, Jane has got some really good meditations on Insight Time, which is a app for having... There's like hundreds of thousands of different meditations on there, but I'll link those in the show notes if anyone wants to check those out. 
So that's a beautiful way to de-stress. And then also coming back to another thing with technology, so there's kind of the stress and that kind of nervous system and stress activation. And there's also just the simple fact, coming back to the circadian rhythm of the light. And we mentioned food before, and the, the biggest thing for the circadian rhythm is light. And food is also important, but the most important thing is light. And naturally as humans, as we evolved, when the sun went down, it got dark and our body produces a hormone called melatonin, which is like the sleep hormone. And that's what makes us feel sleepy. And it's also what helps us to have a good sleep. And if we're constantly looking at our screens, our phones, one of the things that stops our bodies producing melatonin is blue light because in the day, the sky is blue and we don't want to be producing it in the day. We don't want to be unless we're really tired, we don't want to be falling asleep in the day. And so it almost being on screens, which produce blue light, almost tricks your body into thinking that it's still daytime. And if you've just been on your phone and then you want to go to sleep, it can be quite hard. And I know like, I mean, I used to do this when I was younger and I know lots of friends and they're like, Oh, I can't sleep. So I'm just like, I'll just go on my phone and like relax. But actually, that's gonna make it even harder to fall asleep. And so, like Jane said, ideally, for the whole stress thing and for the light, staying off your phone, like in the hour before bed or even longer would be ideal. Like two hours before bed would be optimal, but even an hour, even half an hour, like making it work for you again, but doing the best that you can, staying off those devices. And if you do need to go on your phone, like if you're going to find a nice sleep meditation before bed. If you have <clears throat> an iPhone, you can go into settings and there's something called night shift, which you can turn on and that'll make the screen more yellow at night and it automatically syncs up with the sun. So that might, I don't know if there's much research about that, but that might, it might help if you need to go on your phone. And I think if you're on Android, it might be built in or there's different apps that you can get for that. And I'll, maybe I'll link one of those in the show notes if I can find anything with that. But that may also be helpful, yeah, if you do need to go on your phone before bed. And I've got, I think, no, that's great, Luke. I, I think that's a fantastic thing to to do. And another thing that I've just been thinking of as we're talking about this is I have a lot of clients or I've had a lot of clients over the years that I've talked about all this with and they've said, yes, but oh, I lie in bed and then suddenly the anxiety kicks in. It just kicks in yeah. and I hate it and my mind just goes over and over and over some worrying meeting I've got at work the next day <laughs> yeah, yeah. or uh, I've got to do a speech or um, whatever it is or gosh why did I say that thing to my friend yesterday maybe she's mad at me or oh I've got to paint the house or I need to wash the car or whatever it is yeah one of the things that can be really there's a couple of things that can be really helpful here one thing that is really really useful is during the day at a time when you've got a little bit of time, just take five minutes, five minutes out of your day, in the middle of the day, writing your worry list. Yeah. So writing it down, I have to clean the car, or I need to do shopping for my elderly parents, or 
whatever it is and write it all down and then write the solution. I Okay, I'll ring them, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever it is. Yeah. And then knowing the worry list and you can say to yourself at the end of doing the worry list, I've sorted out all these so I don't need to deal with this tonight because yeah. it's dealt with now. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is just to notice the worries, just to notice the worries and 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 you you said you're going to link to some of my meditations on the Insight Timer app and on many of my sleep meditations what I do say when you listen to it is I remind you now is not at night time when you're trying to get to sleep now is not the time to deal with all these thoughts and worries and I suggest be firm with these thoughts and worries they respond well to firmness yeah because when we tell ourselves oh I don't need to think about these now now is not the time it's just going to mean I'm not going to get to sleep Mm. I can be firm I don't need to think about them and another reason why we say it's a good to do the your little worry list during the day is our prefrontal cortex which is a very very important part of our brain that deals with all our sensible thoughts that we where we can work things out in a really rational way when we're asleep that to a large extent gets shut down so we're not necessarily thinking at our most optimally. Yeah. So we may as well leave it till the morning. Yeah. Because otherwise we're just going to go over and over and over it. Yeah, I really like that as well. I feel like that's really empowering, just giving yourself permission that you don't have to worry about this right now. And you're giving yourself permission to have a good sleep. Like... And being firm with that. No, like I'm choosing to have a good sleep. I'm not going to continue to agonize over these thoughts and again like we've said this in every podcast all of these things are a practice and knowing that when the anxieties come it's not bad it's actually good because you're getting an opportunity to practice and build stronger positive neural pathways in your brain like every time you notice and you like take a step back or you unhook from those anxieties it's making it easier for you to do it in the future so all of these you can look at them as like an opportunity to grow and the whole thing of growth mindset which we've talked about before as well using them as positive opportunities and then often once you realize it like you're saying once you've written it down oh that's a worry on my worry list I've identified it I know what it is and then oh you see it for what it is and then it it doesn't need to bother you absolutely And, and just to know that we all have worries. We all get woken up with worries. And so yeah. if we can notice it and catch it almost and then go, ah, okay, now's not the time to deal with it. Yeah. If needed, I'll deal with it in the morning. And ha, 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 the morning comes around and you think, ah, oh, I don't even need to deal with that. Yeah. It's gone. It's not such a big deal because my prefrontal cortex has come back into full functioning mode yeah. and it's made me realize, oh, I dealt with that. It's already yeah. sorted. Or, oh, I can do that in five minutes. That's so easy. Or like, yeah, yeah. it's not even a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> and one more thing I just wanted to say, if we've got enough time, Luke, yeah. 
is, how do I say this, not getting into really heated or detailed discussions with loved ones or, you know, yeah. you might have a situation, I've done this myself, when you have a big family emergency that's happening maybe and you think, oh, I just, I, I need to ring my sibling to talk about this upcoming meeting that we're having, thinking about, do I really need to ring them tonight at 10 p.m.? Yeah. Where it's going to stir up a whole lot of jobs that I have to do and things that I have to do. And again, being the curious scientist and thinking, actually, no, I will ring them tomorrow. Yeah. Because if I ring them now and I suddenly get a bit stressed or wound up, then not only am I getting stressed and wound up, I'm probably winding up my sibling as well. They'll have a bad night's sleep yeah. as well. Yeah. And then thinking, no, I can leave it till the morning. Or not having discussions with your loved ones about mm. big financial things just before yeah. bed. Because like you mentioned, knowing in the evening when we're tired, our prefrontal cortex starts to be a little bit less activated. And so... We're not necessarily thinking rationally. It's easier to be more emotional. And I, I mean, we all probably experience this when you're tired. It's really easy to be emotional. And that can be good. And it can also, if you're ready to get in the fight or like whatever, like just knowing it's not the time right now. And like we were mentioning, like I'm choosing to have a good sleep and making that the priority. And yeah, so... I mean, we could finish. I'd like to just maybe talk about what what I do, which is like the whole thing of having a ritual, and this would be different for everyone, but just before bed, like I always have <clears throat> the lights off in my room so it's nice and dark, and I go into my room and I start to breathe deep. And we I've done a podcast on this. All of the evidence, there's so much evidence about the power of the breath and if you want to learn about like how the breath helps or blah 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 anyway it's good for you <laughs> doing deep breathing so and that can be I like I'll often maybe do some stretches like a nice forward fold so with my legs out in front of me just folding forward helping to release the tension from the day a few other stretches and like I'll often just sit and do like a short meditation or I mean, I used to do longer ones, but now I just want to go to sleep because I'm studying and I'm tired. So, but just, yeah, taking that moment, I find that so helpful for me, sitting for a moment and just allowing thoughts to come and just having that moment to really unhook and just remain peaceful and relaxed and really let go of the day intentionally. And I find when I do that, like, I consistently swing that scale towards having a more restful, restorative, and I like sleep and I feel much better. And I notice days, like I, I don't always have time to do that. Sometimes I come home late or I'm like doing whatever. And so I just, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I'll just go straight to bed and I definitely don't sleep as well. Like it really does make a difference and as we've talked about there's a lot of like evidence behind that of like really taking that moment to slow down and like that could be different for everyone I know some people maybe like to journal at the end of the day some people might like to meditate some people might like to yeah another thing we could mention as well is like 
exercise is really important for sleep. It's important for everything, but like exercise has also been really shown to help improve sleep. And I know on days where I don't exercise, I definitely feel like I don't sleep as well as well. But do you, I'm not saying you have to exercise every day, but like, exercise is so important just not doing super vigorous exercise right before bed. Yes, totally. Not going to the gym and like yeah. smashing out a workout yeah. or going on a big run. You'll be doing because, more calming, yeah. slow, winding down exercises. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. And I mean, like I'm going to make a video on my sort of favorite bedtime yoga sequence as well to share that. If you want to check that out, it'll be on my YouTube channel soon, hopefully by the time maybe this podcast comes out. So we've basically gone over some really important things to do with sleep, like our circadian rhythm, the light before bed, the food that we eat, and also alcohol. Alcohol is so bad for sleep. It disrupts REM sleep, so it stops us from actually going into the like repairing and restorative, because sleep has different phases. It stops us from having the like repairing and restorative phase of sleep. So because our body is so busy processing this like chemicals that are in our body, and so like that's something to be really aware of if you're really wanting to improve your sleep, if you're like watching your alcohol intake, like is really important so also the stress before bed going on your phone um having conversations with your family not going too deep with those things like making that ritual of slowing down at the end of the day and then also to help with stress we've talked about things like yoga stretching deep breathing meditation those sorts of things going on your phone, technology, the whole thing with blue light, the light as well. And you can also put your phone into night shift, which might help, but again, it's best not to go on it. And then the whole thing about unhooking from our worries that at night it's easier to be more stressed, but it's a beautiful opportunity to unhook. And Jane also talked about the worry list that you can do in the day. You can name and deal with those worries when you're awake. Then when you're sleeping, you don't have to worry about them and you can have a beautiful night's sleep. So I hope that you found some of these things helpful and that you can put them into practice and maybe help your sleep. Or maybe you already do a few things and you can maybe optimize your sleep a bit more. Or maybe it's just inspiring you these things that you already know that you've maybe done to keep doing them because they really do work. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Journey to Wellness podcast and we'll see you next week. Boom, there we have it. Sleep. Super powerful. I hope you've taken a few things away from this podcast to support you to have an amazing sleep that's going to help support and nourish you to feel amazing. I talked about my yoga video i've recorded that and put that up it's on my youtube channel which is called luke gabbertes i'll link that in the show notes as well if you want to give that a try and super excited to be back on the podcast for 2021 if you have any topic you'd love to hear us talk about send me a message and we would love to 
do some more things on things that you're interested in we're going to keep got some more good ideas as well for podcasts so we're going to keep them coming every week from now on so see you next week on the journeys to wellness podcast